episode one of Unwrap. Let's just like go around, introduce ourselves, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. All go right. So, Shaboy in the OVO hoodie, hardly home, always repping. I'm Rishi Rajagopalan. What's up? I'm Ashwin Ramesh. Yeah, out here, San Diego, the cousins, episode one. I'm Arvin, Christian Morthy, and but currently I'm Hoodie Arvin, much like Hoodie Mello, uh, who <laughs> should not be in the NBA right now. So maybe okay, I shouldn't be on take. this pod right, right now. All right, yeah. this is a this is this is a terrible <laughs> note to start. I already with. fired off the terrible first shot. take. Yeah, Nobody, nobody's off. in the NBA right now. See, Bunko. now this is going to get labeled point. as a I, as an anti mello pod, and I'm not. It, it I'm just is not an anti mello pod. It, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Carmelo, if you're, if you're watching this, I greatly apologize for the ignorance of Carmelo, uh, if you're watching this, I'll quote what Kevin Garnett said. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yo, we cannot start on this. We note, are absolutely bleep. I'm bleeping that. I'm bleeping Wait, that. Really I think bleeping we just need to get that? a full restart. We just need to get a full restart. <laughs> that was fully out of pocket, bro. As Brown Boys, it is our duty to review any new album that Drake puts out, any new tape he puts out, any new song he puts out, and give it five stars out of five stars. <laughs> that being said, today we are reviewing the Dark Lane demo tapes. I really enjoyed it, actually. I didn't think there was anything super groundbreaking, but there was a couple songs that I really liked. I would say most of the highlights I had heard before so like Chicago Freestyle was like probably my favorite song off the album. I really like When to Say When, but like Losses, Deep Pockets, those were things I hadn't heard before that I really enjoyed. And I think are like legitimate, like great Drake songs. But there was a lot of just like, okay, and a couple songs that I thought were just straight up bad. But overall, I would say I, I enjoyed the album and I would put it among like good, good Drake albums. I didn't think this was a bad project at all. And like, I'm happy you put it out. Overall, I thought it was a very solid project. Like, there are multiple songs on there, and, you know, we'll get into it when we go track by track, but multiple songs on there that, like, I will be listening to in the future, no doubt, um, and I'll have on repeat. And then, you know, I, I feel like his music gets a little unfairly scrutinized, uh, I think, to, like, a, a greater degree just because he's, like, such a major artist. So, like, everything is kind of under the magnifying glass a little bit. And, like, I don't think that there are many other people in the game who have the stand. Like, I mean, you know, Kanye, Kendrick, hove like obviously if they put out a mid-album like that'll really whatever disappoint people because i mean they have astronomical standards but i don't know yeah i i personally really liked it but you know i wouldn't I mean, put it super high in his discography so so Schwinn probably gonna think that i'm i'm holding him to this too high standard i i, I didn't hate it but i mean my jet i thought it was a pretty like it, it fits with his more recent work which i think has hugely fallen off from early drake which i thought was a mate like really really top tier music the few things that i kept noting as i was listening through that really got to me was first uh i mean the production is really good which i think is something drake always i mean gets. that's it's, every drake project it's pretty yeah. minimal 40 but, boy wonder yeah Dude. but the thing is Excellent. there's just no flow diversity across the entire album okay the content is super shallow and the the thing that bothered me a lot was it it felt like uh a capitalist anthem i know that sounds stupid to say but i i couldn't get over it i wrote it down there are 14 times 14 bars across this album where he raps about a brand just to rap about a brand i think there's a to me a good analog is is magna carta holy grail 
Because that's Jay Z, someone who's held to that a was, high standard. And Magna Carta Holy Grail was a trash album because it was hove completely out of touch with reality. Just talking about like ten million dollar art pieces. And then he realized that he changed his sound up because he realized like the reason I developed like a really cross so many demographic divide fan bases. He the story of the come up is universal. The story of the pure flex just because you flex because you got it. That is not necessarily a universal story. Drake is like a top five famous person in the world. So when you reach that kind of like rarefied air, then yeah, the stuff that you're talking about isn't going to be relatable. And I think capitalism and hip hop, it's a critique. Sure. Like, yeah, you're just unnecessarily flexing. Mm -hmm. And I get that. But part of it is bragging about what you've got and what you worked hard for and all the stuff that you've gotten. I agree that maybe the come up is a more relatable story, maybe a more moving story, maybe a more deep story. But at this point in time, I think a lot of like what he raps about, a lot of what other big rappers nowadays rap about is the dreams that other people like wish to have. And so maybe it may not be relatable, but it also gives like a sense of like, bro, he has his own plane, Air Drake. He has... This mansion of a mansion of a mansion. Like, these are things that we all, most of us, wish that we could have, right? And 99.9% of us aren't going to have it. But still, putting these images in our mind when he raps about them, yeah, maybe he name brand drops a little too much, but it puts that image in our mind of something that we all wish we want to have. It's like like opulence. It's rap luxury, you know? My thing just is, if you're doing that, you better bring it with bars. And he doesn't have any bars on this project that were... were flexes right. that that made me made me be like wow. let's yeah let's let's get into it let's get into it because as far let's as the it. one question that i think we should talk about after this when we we're talking about his career yeah, in general yeah. is like what do you want from drake do you want yeah. drake to start rapping about politics do you want drake to start and that's what stuff? i want to talk about i personally we can talk about it later but yeah. let's get into For into sure. track by track so it deep opens pockets. up deep pockets initial thoughts i hadn't heard this record i don't think this was one of the leaks i hadn't heard this no record it wasn't before. i don't think it was and uh i really liked it i think it's one of my favorite tracks off the it album top five on the album for me for sure yeah I, I i agree completely i i thought verse two to me was like kind of what i was talking about is a little uh, to me it was like a little corny but and and two like man look at me flex like and not with any any great bars but i i thought the production was great I thought yeah, it was the, the vocal con- sample was amazing. Yeah, the chopped yeah. up vocal sample. Yeah, amazing. and so and I and it was one of the better tracks on the album for me. I agree. So like mm. I, I viewed it very much as just like it was a classic kind of Drake intro to me, like slightly you know whatever introspective bars, but just a lot of name drops, a lot of offhand re- references to like random people. It, it, I actually read that initially it was a, so it was a cut from Scorpion called Roland, um, but I guess you know he obviously repurposed it for this. But you know we're talking about like. Yes, maybe, yeah, obviously, lyrically, this was not like a standout project by any means. And, you know, he's definitely not on the level of certain other lyrical rappers in the game right now, no question. But, like, he has some standout bars uh, on this one, at least, that I like. So, one of them was Back When the House I Own Now used to be my home screen. I just like, like I, I like that bar a lot, the home screen. Yeah, know, yeah. I read that that's like and a then, true story. Oh, really? Okay. He, very cool. So, he, the, I, this was. It was some article of genius or something like that. But basically one day he like Googled largest pools, like residential pools, and then found this house and was just like, yo, this house has a big That's ass pool. That's the most Drake story of and, all time. And then later yeah, he ended up buying it uh, post like recession or something. The person sold the house and he ended up buying it. 
What's what's with Drake and, and pools, bro? That was the whole beef with Kanye about pools. Oh, the bigger pool than Kanye. Uh, yeah, bro. What's, what's this man? This man got a little obsessed Ye's with pool. Man, Ye's pool is nice. Mine's just bigger, what I'm saying. Uh, I, I also like the the line where he said, now I see money off of hotlines blinging. I just thought that, yeah. was, that, that was a cool one. Yeah, because I thought that was fire. Yeah. So that whole line, he says, pyramid schemes like Egyptians. Back when hotlines were flipping, now I'm seeing money off mm-hmm. hotlines blinging. Yeah. And yeah, so that, apparently this dude was actually running like phone scams back when he was like coming up. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, further yeah. which further cements my theory that Drake is in fact Indian. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. But yeah. but I'm saying that's that's why It's a I, lot of evidence. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> These were the dreams that I had and and look how far I came. I like that kind of Drake. I like that version of Drake. I find Dude, introspective I, Drake by I far. I just didn't find. I, I thought this this ended up being more of the exception on the album than the rule. Yeah, let's move on into track two. So when to say when? This was one of the singles that dropped with Chicago Freestyle. Mm-hmm. Great video, couple, phenomenal uh, video. Like a month back, I want to say. No, I think it's a couple um, months. Couple months. Couple months. It, it's been At out this for point a while. like two C slide almost a month ago now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe I got the the drops for those two mixed up. Um, but my initial thoughts on when to say when, I mean, I really like this track too. I think this whole album opens up really strong. So that sample is uh, this old soul sample from the 70s that Jay-Z used on on one of the songs in Blueprint. Uh, but Drake like pitches it up even higher. And like when Drake has a vocal sample that they just pitch up super high and then loop behind it, I just, I think that's always fire. Like for Do you Drake like Sandra's track, Rose? Right in his, he does that. And, and this reminded thing. me of Sandra's Rose. This reminded yeah, me of did, Sandra's Rose a lot. Mm-hmm. The beat for this but i think that's Word like sandra really graham no bad. one can love you like your mother can shout out sandra exactly. auntie <laughs> so yeah uh what did y'all think just kind of off top he was he was outside of the pocket uh when he he dropped the michael jackson line that was the first i wanted thing to talk yeah. about to me bro michael jackson shit with the completely outside kids. of the pocket bro but he'd be doing some out-of-pocket random drops like that dark skin but or light skin but i'm still a dark like that was no that we'll, was I mean, we'll talk that's, later in the later in the album he has some incredibly out-of-pocket lines but yeah he raps about michael jackson <laughs> a lot i like two c slides too much talking about jackson and i think it's kind of weird we have to like bring up the fact that people say these things about drake right yeah bro it's weird like, and it's nothing super substantiated it's nothing like you know michael jackson or r kelly or anything like that but like the fact that people talk about like him texting Millie Bobby Brown and things like that, like, but this palace is not for kids. I was like, is that supposed to be a cute line? Or are you actually trying to address it? Before we, we dig too deep into the, um, the lines themselves. Uh, yeah, I personally, so I wasn't actually huge on this, this song when the, when the, when to say when Chicago freestyle, like video dropped, I wasn't huge, but the second verse I really messed with. So that kind of won me over. Also, the drums just go crazy. Like, it's great production. I think June the Genius and somebody else produced yep. it. You know who the second producer is? It's no, Drake's personal trainer. This oh, is, like, real? one of his no first series ever. Yeah. Wow, that's Alonzo, awesome. Uh, J- it's Johnny Rocks, like, Alonzo something. And he's yeah. Drake's He's Drake's personal trainer. This is his first, like, producer credit. That's such a yeah, business. Bro. That's such a CEO businessman move to just be like, if you're in my crew, I'm hooking you up with my... Like, that's kind of sick, though. I, 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 no, I'm not saying it's bad, bro. It's, but I'm saying it's like, that's a big-time businessman move right there. For all we know, though, maybe he's trying to transition from, you know, the gym to the, the studio. Who knows? Career decision <laughs> for Alonzo. Um, dude, I found also that this had a very, like, classic Drake trope of repetition in lines. Like, he kept saying, like, I decide what happens next, like, whatever. And then also, like, in the second verse, he keeps going, like, with the how you intro. Keeps yeah. going with that. How you going? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and like I find that that's very consistent for Drake. Like he does that repetition a lot, which like mm-hmm. creatively is like a little bit eh, whatever. But I will say he does do repetition very well. Like he always finds a way to make repetition sound catchy. Let's move on to Chicago Freestyle, the second half of that pack that dropped. Um, Bro, this is. I would say if I had to pick one song that I'm just like singing as I'm walking around the apartment, it's the it's the Gibeon joint, like the hook. It's on, the best track on, on the project, song. in my opinion. It's it's incredible. It's I am a huge fan of this song, and this is a song that I think I will be playing for like a long time. Yeah, Gibeon is just an absolute star, and like I think once again, not to give too much credit to Drake because I mean Gibeon is really who elevates this track, and his voice is absolutely angelic. That baritone, amazing. But I think like it, it does. There is something to be said about Drake's ear for talent and like how many no, no times question. people that have featured on his projects have just risen to stardom. Like yep. even going all the way back to like crew love weekend, you know, days. Yeah. And where is the weekend now? He's top 10 famous artists in the game right now. You know? Yeah. No, no question. Drake knows how to identify. Talent. That's his greatest skill. Me, I mean, even dude, like, even like Sosa. I mean, we'll get to that later. But like Fivio, he's been on the come up for a little minute now with like Weddy and Big Drip and all that stuff. Yeah. But Sosa, geek at least, like I had never heard of him. I don't think most people outside no, of like the of New him. York drill scene yeah. had heard of him. So yeah, Drake, the, man. The the Superman homage was great too. A little background on Gibeon. He's a singer from Long Beach. I'd assumed he was from Chicago, uh, just because yeah. of the name of the song. And then I looked it up, and I was like, he was from Long Beach, and that like. Definitely explained why he just he brought up the bean. I was like, <laughs> we I've been to Chicago, Chicago one time now. for like two days, and I know about the bean. I was like, I wouldn't expect like a native Chicago person to be like, yeah, meet me by the bean. <laughs> I don't think Kanye's ever rapped about the bean. No, I don't think any Chicago artist that I've listened to has been no. like, yo, the bean. Uh, which a little side note, the bean actually designed by a brown dude. Just oh, uh, really? just tossing that out there, yeah. So the bean we're out kicked here. in. The bean, the bean kicked in. The bean kicked in, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out Zach but, Fox. I know you're watching this, bro. You a legend. Giveon's album, Take Time, dropped uh, la- a couple months ago, end of March, uh, and it was super fire. Uh, I was really into it. I thought he sounded a lot like Sampha on this song. I thought it was Sampha at the beginning. It sounds exactly like Sampha. It sounds a lot like Sampha. I would Dude, say his Sampha's solo British, stuff though, is British, right? He's got a Sampha slightly different accent. Sampha has yeah, a different yeah, yeah. accent. But I think like the kind of tone on the end and the falsetto sounds super similar, but his solo mm-hmm. stuff is very different from the way his voice, okay. just by the way his voice sounds, is very different from this project. I Agreed. would say this is like a high like comparison, but I would compare him, his voice to like a cross between Daniel Caesar and Ty Dolla Sign. Wow. He's got some, that's I, what, I see that's the what Caesar I vibes. I, I see the Daniel Caesar it. vibes for sure. Because sure. he doesn't go falsetto that often, uh, but when he does, he can hit all the notes like Caesar, and I think his vocal quality is a bit like like uh, like Ty Dolla Sign. I loved his flow to start the first verse, and then he kind of reincorporates it at the end. But the truck to the plane to the truck, truck yeah, to the hotel, to the lobby, hotel lobby. lobby, super fire. Um, and then also just like going back to the music video, this that was my favorite part of it. Not just because I like the track more, but it kind of shifts to like a darker kind of like more like whatever mysterious like luxurious opulent kind of vibes in the second Mm -hmm. half of that music video and i just i just love that and especially in the second verse of uh chicago freestyle my favorite bar was is gonna be a minute till i'm back let me give you images that last i like that Mm -hmm. one a lot i don't really remember the music video i might have to go back and watch it i watched it when the music video is super super fire super fire in my opinion opinion. 
I'll check it out. I think one person that we should shout out here is the uh, producer, uh, Noel Cadastre. He's like an OVO dude. He's been like an engineer with OVO for a long ass time. I think he engineered um, on Thank Me Later. Like he's been around for a while. Wow. wow. But I think this is like kind of his like coming out party. And he's just, I, I think the production was, was out of the park on this. And the feature, I think those two were the highlights. I thought Drake was good, but I think he was outshined by... Not not in a bad way, but I thought the feature in the production was was really really yeah strong. yeah. I mean, it, it was just a song that hit on multiple levels in my opinion. Yeah. But Giveon was just I mean out of this world. Yeah. Um, all right, y'all good to move on to the next one? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, not you two featuring slash not really featuring Chris yeah. Brown Breeze on it. backup vocals. That's what you just did was more than I heard of Chris Brown on this entire song. uh what what did we think i enjoyed it because i'm a sucker for these kinds of songs but the song is four and a half minutes and it's literally all drake we get chris brown literally just doing backup vocals like you kind of hear him riffing off the top it looks like his mic is super turned down not even not not even well well matched in engineer it it was a nav it was the original version of nav on yosemite essentially was what was the (laughs) original nav exactly that's what it was i thought the the chris brown stuff aside i mean i thought this sounded a lot like fire and desire which is one of my favorite songs off of views it was like basically the same just like the the beat was slightly different and drake was doing the same kinds of flows and i really enjoyed it because fire and desire is one of my favorite drake songs but i thought it really needed the chris brown verse to change it up and it just didn't get there so this is still a song i'm singing as i'm walking around the house but it's not something that I think is actually good. Yeah, I mean, like personally, at least, you know, it is a. I mean, he sings well on it, and you know, yes, it is like a, you know, whatever. It's it's R and B Drake. Yeah, if you're in your late night feels, I can see, you know, it definitely hits. But like, it's just very like I don't know. There was nothing new or fresh or or unique about it at all. And to me, like this was. I mean, it was just kind of. It wasn't one of my one of my personal favorites off the project at all like it was just an, another drake joint about him hurting over a woman's betrayal like it was just a classic yeah. you know and it wasn't one of the ones he does better i didn't like this song i i've listened yeah. to it only when i've listened through the full album like three four the times. beat switch I, was hot though i will say yeah it was all right i i just didn't i really didn't like it because I, to me it just suffers yeah. from the same problem that that drake suffers from a lot which is like the curse of of a lack of specificity because he writes his music to be as generalizable as possible. And as a result of doing that, he ends up writing stuff that doesn't actually give you any detail imagery or, or vividness that makes you feel like it's an experience because he wants any person in the world to be able to fit themselves into the story. And it just ends up being nothing. It's just like bubblegum. You know, it's like empty, empty. So right. next up, Toosie Slide. Boosie Slide. Toosie. Left foot slide. Right foot up. To me, this was just like, this was Hotline Bling 2.0. Like, this was just, it was, it's cat, like, don't get me wrong, it is undeniably catchy. Undeniably catchy. But, and it was perfect for, like, Drake's goal, I think, which was just invading the TikTok market with this one. Sure. But it was just so clearly pandering. And, like, there's nothing, like, like, aside from, like, I, yeah, bro, I I don't know. It was, there's just nothing. Bro, it's the TikTok, it's the TikTok stimulus check. Just, 
just take it facts, to the bank facts. and use it, bro. That's, facts. that's what he it saw is. Dojo was reaping the say so reward, so he was like, All right, it's time for my <laughs> check now. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what it is. Yeah, As someone it, who likes say so and it's I also like this song. I don't think this song has a lot of merit. I think Arvin said something in the group chat where he's like, Yo, Drake made this in ten minutes. That's yeah. pretty clear to me as well. It's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's it's not particularly well written. The dance isn't even well Basically, choreographed. Basically, I'm saying either way, we got to slide. Yeah. Yeah. Can't let this doing? one slide. What is that? <laughs> Man's rhyming slide Nobody would knows. slide over and over. And when he we're talking slide about, and slide like four times in a row. Yeah. And this is Drake, I think, at his least authentic. I could dance like Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael no, no, Jack. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. Michael Jack. Son. Son. Son, yeah, I can dislike Michael. We Jack. all saw the Hotline Bling video. I think yeah, nobody is confused you can't, you can't as, to, like that, as to Drake's no, bro, level of dancing. After talent. no guidance, it's been cemented that Drake cannot dance. That video, <laughs> right, exactly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, this song was just so fun. like he has. He said the line, "Got so many ops, I'd be mistaken ops for other ops." The man yeah. was so lazy. He rhymed ops with ops three times in the fucking line, bro. Come on. <laughs> On to Desires. I did not like desires. this track. I didn't I like it. Can I we... missed it when it leaked, but so this was yeah. like the first time I heard it. I don't know how I missed it, but I did not like it. I like Future. Can we acknowledge how creepy this song is? Like yeah. so, bro. So he suspect. literally says, That's "I want to put you where no where no one could find yeah. you." What? I'm gonna no, stash it's, you it's in the six where there's nobody there. It's because you have desires. And I know. How many? Uh, how bro. many people listened to this song and said, "Oh yeah, Drake, go ahead and put that on wax. Make a record where you talk about wanting to hide someone where no one can find them." Bro, this is picture perfect. Per- picture perfect Drake in the sense that like he's consistently like a theme in his music is like, "Oh, like you're such a good girl, but like I don't want to spoil you, and like I'm a bad guy. Like I like you know what I'm saying like I go to the club, I blow this money, I do these drugs, whatever. But like I don't want you to do that, girl. Stay pure. Let me lock you away because I know you have these desires to be a normal adult human being. But I don't want you to do those things, girl. I don't want. Yeah. That. What What is he? It's like it's super it's a weird, creepy, bro. weird fan like innocence fantasy. Also, and he it keeps makes saying, me deeply uncomfortable. He keeps saying at the end of it too, like, oh, like I'm too. I was too good for you. Which is a common, another common theme of like, anytime if a girl betrays him or anything like that, oh, I'm too good for you. There, I mean, this, there's a song yeah, off. Yeah, he does the nice good. guy thing. He literally calls yeah, the, himself Diamond's a nice guy. Diamond's Dancing, oh. where he's like, you're doing me dirty. Haven't even heard from you. Not a single word from you. Too, no, good, for you, too song, good for you. No, in this song, that bar that you're saying, I was too good for you. You stay your problems never needed solving. I was too good for you. Should have stayed solid. Nice guys always finish oh off when they started. Oh my God. I was really not, not. Like I'm not. Fan I, I wasn't feeling this a, track at all. He has a solid flow, and Future's verse is great and all. But Future like, was yeah, wasted really on wasn't. this, bro. I yeah. thought Future's I mean, verse I thought was Future fine, was solid. It was, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was like good enough verse. It got ruined by the rest of the song with Drake dropping lines like, "Oh, how are you going vegan but still beefing with me?" Like, come on, <laughs> bro. I, I, I would yeah, say the only Quentin Miller positive takeaway for you. <laughs> Yo, chill. <laughs> I would say the only upside of this. Uh, in my opinion, is that I'm hoping there's a what a time to be alive too on the way because now we got two Drake feature, three Drake feature collabs. Sorry, in 2020 already. That, that's that's what I'm holding out for. Time flies. Uh, I thought, and tell me what you think about this. I thought this is a Nav song. It felt really cute, and I thought Drake was doing like a Nav flow, and I think Drake can do. Yeah, AMG. I am outside. Yeah. In the slightly, AMG, slightly nasal. Oh, like, dude, you're totally right. Definitely this is a nav song. 
Definitely on the See, chorus, It's interesting bro. though because when I when I initially first heard it, the first thing that popped in my head wasn't now, but I see that now very much with yeah, this slightly yeah. like nasally tone, was that this sounded very much like a Scorpion era cut to me, which would make sense because multiple of these songs are Scorpion era songs. It's a little Kiki if you love me. I can see yeah. it. Yeah, th- there's that. Um, and it just like there's nothing special about it. The one, the two positives that I will say about this track: one, the hi hats go crazy, and two. I thought the Nipsey shout out, the Crenshaw hoodie shout out yeah. was dope. But other than that, nothing special about it. Yeah. I have nothing else to say on that. Yeah. The next track landed was one of my favorites off it. Landed it is strong. Dummy hard. Cardo's production is super fire. It almost sounds like something. Cardo's frequently collaborates with Baby Keem. I don't know if you guys listen mm-hmm. to Baby Keem. He's supposedly Kendrick's cousin, but he's a young kid um, <laughs> on the West Coast. Super fire. Yeah. He's very young. But he, he goes super hard. Um, yeah, and I, I love the production. The drums were fire. And I like that he did like shorter verses kind of interspersed yeah. with the hooks. Because I feel mm-hmm. like, especially with some of these like kind of throwaway joints, you know, Drake is just going on and on and on in these verses of really, like you're saying, lacking kind of real substance. So I like that he kept it short, kind of chopped it up. And I do like the, even though Arvind is going to say that I'm, you know, a capitalist stand for this. I do fuck with the wrote this with the cardio. I, I messed with that too, different. bro. I that liked was it. So this cute, is that was, it was this fun. is this, this is, is one the of my highlight of Drake's here. money talk. This yeah, is Drake's money talk. This was super fire. It, all, it honestly, I don't know if you guys will agree, but this almost sounded like a "If you're reading this, it's too late" type. Of it did. It and completely it, did. Bro. It really sounded like that to me. I could see it. I could see it. It just slaps right out the gate, and like he floats on that beat very well. So I'm just like that. That's enough for me. That's enough for me. Yeah. I'm not looking for you to get all punchline wordplay flow with like you just no. need ride the beat, spit some bars. It's it's cool. It's done. And he wrote it really well. Like that he aggressive did. flow, I think hit this beat incredibly. That, that aggressive yeah. flow like, is exactly pop, what I loved about another rhythm. Like the way exactly. he wrote that was fire. Yeah, that gave me big. If you're reading, that's what I'm saying. Five. Like Push six man, five. six god, yeah. legend, ten bands, yeah. th- those types of joints. Pushing five Cadillacs like I'm po- like I'm a politician. I'd be in and out yeah. of arenas like I'm Scotty Pippen. That, that was, was one of my favorite bars of the entire yeah, album. Okay. Super fire. So I thought that was funny because that's the one thing you can say about Scottie Pippen is that you're in and out arenas. I think this was an SEO play because he knew everyone's watching The Last Dance. You're probably right. And he was expecting those Scottie Pippen Google searches. And no, this no, is no. Like a, but this I, is a shrewd agree, business but... SEO move. Because that's a weird bar. It's cool. No, it's, it, it, it makes sense. He's been played no. for so long and so many. Like he was yeah. played for twenty years in the NBA, bro. Yeah, that's well, what also, you have to say about no, Scotty. No, he's Pippen. trying to say that he was he, in and out arenas. Drake is in and out arenas because he does arena tours because he yeah, can't. Like, he sells out normal. normal that's fine. That's venues. fine. But like Drake is about to drop his sixth album. He couldn't do a six rings thing. Like I was. That would have been like, better. There's bro. not yeah, a. Right. There's not a better thing you can say about Scotty Pippen. Dude, and the five six wordplay. Yeah. Yeah. And the six, the six. He's always talking about the six. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought there was something better he could have done with You're that. Right. You're right. And I, I felt like it was an SEO, like businessman search optimization move because he it knows Last be. Dance is popping right now. But be. I still like it. I enjoy this song. D4L now. Future D4L. third joint. So I was a huge my fan. My personal take was I saw, yeah, a lot of people love the response on this right away. Um, There's a couple memes I saw about it where it was like, KD, Steph, and Clay, and it was like Drake, Future, Young Thug on D4L, like that type of thing. Um, perf- personally, like it was the perfect beat for Future and Thug. They slap on these types of beats, you know. It is but to me, it was nothing special. It was just a classic like Future Thug type of banger, and Drake did well on it too. 
but like it, it, it wasn't anything special to me also wait real quick though on the future note i thought it was mad interesting that he shouted out earl manigault but chose to say shooting it out the spoon basically like if you're gonna reference whatever a street ball legend how are you gonna reference his heroin addiction in his later years that <laughs> deprived him of an nba career he said on that earl manigault shooting it out the spoon Future. There were some Come weird on, shots, bro. Like Drake took shots true. at Asics in this song, and I wasn't. I was but that was a fire that. bar, though. It was I a remember nice bar. grade six. I was up in Payless trying to get some Asics. Now I'm Nike down in a motherfucking snake pit. I love the bar, but th- that is the that second Nike bar. drop on this album after Tusi Slide. Yeah, and I have a I have a theory that this is what the Drake signing a deal with Nike is. Right? It's like yo, drop Nike one to two times on every project you put out. And that's why we pay you. Because what else? You know I'm on But if I was sponsored you know by Nike, board. I'd be dropping Nike bars out the wazoo. Oh, facts. Out the wazoo. I mean, Travis Scott does it too. Yeah. Does Travis Scott yeah. drop a lot of Nike bars? I don't think I've noticed. But Travis Scott actually has a shoe. Does Drake have a shoe? Yeah, bro. The OVO 11s, bro. Yeah, OVO. No, so OVO 12s. OVO 12s. I've, I completely 12s. missed this. I never saw that Drake I didn't had know an actual yeah, shoe yeah, with bro. Nike. My they're Jordan fine. They're just, they're just... I know they're, they're just white. As hell, they're just bro. white and gold twelves. He basically modeled the shoe after his kid. It's just white with the gold tint, <laughs> with the gold, gold curls on top. Yeah, Shout yeah, out Sandra Graham for the dope. gold curls. If we're gonna move on to to pay nineteen ninety three, you guys I get your licks in first. Floor. I'm gonna see yeah. the floor to Ushwin. Pay nineteen ninety three, featuring Cardi, produced by Pierre. We have number one. We have unwrapped number one Pierre fan yeah. in the house. <laughs> Ushwin, take Shout it out away, Pierre. Okay, so. Here's what I'll say first and foremost, just about the track before we get into Love My Life, Pierre Bourne. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Drake snapped on it for sure. Cardi, Cardi's verse was very disappointing. The Drake-Cardi player matchup, aka the mellow MGK player matchup. Yeah, That's okay. So on on this, basically, well, one, I just want to say it's the instrumental. If you're not convinced already at this point that Pierre is an elite hit maker in the game when it comes to production, wake up. You know, there have been so many fire Cardi leaks and Cardi snippets at this point, right? You have, I mean, tracks like Molly, tracks like Boulder Crest with Offset, Arm and Leg, all of these that were supposed to be, you know, whatever, Die Lit or a whole lot of red cuts and will likely never get official releases on them. And so I think when it comes to somebody like him, which is, you know, what I was kind of referencing earlier when I wanted to talk about leaks and snippets and that type of stuff, is that you start to worry that their best music is all getting leaked. And so the quality on the actual releases isn't going to match that, right? The thing with like Kid Cudi, right? That song blows up. And people now I'm worried that because of the reception that that gets, or the reception like something like Earthquake gets, which first of all, I didn't even think was that good of a track. But he, I feel like he's leaning too much now. That He's leaning too much now into the baby voice. And I'm worried that he's he's going to depart too much from his original style, a lot of which has been leaked and, and therefore like destroys the credibility of what the future projects will, will be like. I thought he sounded like Thug on here. I It sounded I, like... Ooh, that's party. disrespectful to Thug. Yeah, bro. He, sound, he sounded like a five-year-old to me on there. I'm he saying not like in anybody. a good way. It sounded like Cardi doing a Thug impression. Maybe. It didn't li- literally sound like Thug, but it's he's doing a Thug like cadence and impression just in the baby voice. And- Bro, but he's off beat. He's like th- he's like th- <laughs> yeah. it was like rapping on the th- on the three count of every verse for some reason. It, it was super like as soon as because obviously I was very excited for this track, and as soon as um like Drake's part comes in, he's like I love my Cody to death, and then you hear in the background Cardi go Codeine, 
And I was like, oh, no, bro. We've gone from, like, baby voice to literally, like, prenatal in the womb voice. And at this point, like, I don't know how much more I can condone that. I think the last thing that we probably should address here is that um, this whole song is basically a tribute to Ian Connor, right? Yeah. So he's, uh, if you're not sure, he's, like, a fashion model, a designer, um, worked with Ye and, like, Virgil, and is, like, affiliated runs with, with ASAP. Like- yeah, ASAP, Cardi, like and Gunner all Stahl. these people, and like "Born Born in Pain" nineteen ninety three is like his slogan, and there's like a sicko reference, which is also part of his brand. Um, but there's also been like a ton of allegations of like rape and sexual assault against this dude, like twenty something allegations as of now, and oh, it's generally shit. just like kind of a bad look, in my opinion. A lot of people still. Associate I, I was with not him. aware of that at all. Yeah. I was not aware so, surprised yeah. yeah like a lot of people even like people in the industry and stuff like he's had a ton of allegations against him and in general i just feel like it's kind of a bad look for the song it doesn't really have to do anything with the song sonically but um drake obviously still affiliates with him and like he posted a a message like a text from drake on his ig that was like yo like pain 93 made it like thank you or whatever like stuff like that so it's worth mentioning bro but Honestly, in hip hop, like on that note, people, I mean, that's, that's a subject I think that's dealt with very poorly. And you can, I mean, even entertainment look at, like, in general, we can't confine no, it. No, yeah, no hip-hop. doubt, no doubt. Look at yeah, all But I'm saying, just, like, bro, it's not like, just a hip hop. No, okay, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm not singling out hip hop, but I'm saying, like, specifically, like, you look at ASAP Bari, the founder of yeah. Zulone, and all the allegations against him. And I mean, he was convicted, right? Like, it was yeah. a very bad look. I mean, there's even stuff on tape um, that's incriminating of him, and people still ride with v-loan like no other like it's one of the most name drop clothing brands in the game people got v-loan yeah. chains people have dude i think cardi is a v-loan tat like people are really like about it like that and like i mean we're talking about somebody who's guilty guilty it's worth interrogating what drake uses his platform for because like if you look at the the breezy feature right i mean we yeah. know breezy's done stuff that is absolutely awful to women That's and true. if you look if you read up on why Drake initially right. had beef with Chris Brown. It isn't it over Rihanna. Yeah, it was not at all about the fact I can't I can't ride with somebody who is who is abusing women. It was I don't want to ride with them because I'm worried Rihanna will be pissed at me. And then when when he he even said in like an interview the he reason it, I yeah. yeah the reason I I'm cool with Breezy now is because Rihanna knows that like we've had conversations about it and she's fine with me riding with with Breezy. It's and not like a, not to mention Rihanna and Drake were over right. Right. And then he got piled up with... And, like, with, it's what I'm saying, where it's like, Brown. at some point, like, bro, you're... I mean, he's a grown-ass man, bro. He's 33. He He's a... Yeah. He's running a, an enter, an enterprise, a, a a complete, like... A mogul. A, a business... Yeah, he's, he's a, a business mogul. He's you got to start thinking about, like, what is the what is the message I want to send to all the people who look up to me? And I think... I mean, I didn't even know this about Ian Connor, but I think it's, like, yeah, the kind of thing where it's, like, Drake... Drake is definitely willing to overlook stuff. I mean, the, the Michael Jackson bars, I think, were in poor taste. Like it's, I don't know. In so I think, taste, I, I think it's worth. It's definitely something that people need to talk about. I've never, I haven't seen anyone write anything about it though. Just for time's sake, we should probably move on though. I apologize for taking so much time on the Cardi stuff, but you're I fine. Like we'll we'll cut all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on. We have four more tracks. Losses. Um, yeah. Let's get into losses. I love losses. I think this is a really good song. Second favorite song on the album for me. Yeah. I Honestly, think losses sounds a lot like a um, like a nothing was the same track. 
Like which it is gives me my second favorite Drake album. Yeah. 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 I think it gives it gives the same vibe as like it's that introspective Drake that we were talking about, right? So that kind of over my dead body, pound cake, do not disturb. Like that Drake, the intro is featuring like his dad from an Instagram live that they had. Uh, the whole intro is talking about family. And then, of course, Drake goes and, and talks about some girl that he lost. But it's it's an introspective track. I think it's Drake kind of at his best. There's a lot of like classic Drake lines in this, kind of to what we were talking about before, uh, where it's hard to kind of balance that line between corny and catchy. Um, I think he does that really well in this track. And it reminds me of like a take care, even a take care beat uh, or a nothing was the same kind of introspective Drake song. I love this song. It was the most he spit on the entire album also. I agree. It definitely had a lot of bars. And I I feel what you guys are saying with the whole nothing was the same take care comparisons. At least for me, though, it wasn't it felt like like a like a kind of like a budget version of like one of, you know, one of those like a like a poor man's take care cut or like a poor man's nothing was the same cut just because he you know relative to the songs on this project he is spitting no doubt and it is very introspective which is drake you know in his bag a lot of the times but it was just a for me at least personally and i like some of these kind of like drake introspective songs a lot but for me it was just a little too slow the production was just a little too standard and I saw, I mean, I you you guys, I think, are in the popular kind of opinion here because I saw a lot of people on Twitter who was like, who were like, yeah, Losses is like a return to form for Drake spitting at least. And it was one of my favorite pro- parts of the project. Personally, I did not feel that way. I mean, I, I like some of the bars were standout. It was always you and I without the T.Y., the Unity yeah, Shadow. That's the one I was thinking of. That's a yeah. classic yeah. Drake line. That, that's, that's a great one. And I'm not, it is very much like vintage Drake, but I just felt like it was, like a, a you know like a watered down version of like vintage drake in that like he was emulating that kind of classic take care nothing was the same vibes but just didn't it didn't live up to it for me it didn't hit for me from florida with love i did not like this song i personally this is one of my favorites off it I, i'm a twin this was my number three song on the album this what also surprised me about this was this was from scorpion sessions um mm-hmm. So that that surprised me a little bit because it didn't really fit in with Scorpion sound to me. But um, yeah, I really messed with it. I wish the second verse was a little more different because it was kind of pretty much the same exact as the first verse. But like I said in the past, Drake excels at making repetition sound catchy and sound good. Um, and I like the, the the one bar. Weezy played that shit for me and Kobe on the bus. Obviously, like Kobe shout out was cool. But just the reference to the, the I think it was the Carter 2 or the Carter 3 tour. When he first met Kobe, uh, Kobe came on the bus to to get uh, a preloaded iPod with the new <laughs> Weezy release on it. I just thought that Back was in a the cool day. story. Back in the day, accurate days. That's um, right. But yeah, I really messed with it. I mean, it was just a fun slapper to me. And the the chorus, the booted up, piped up, turned up. And there's a throwback like to Carter fire, 3. Fire. Uh, where he, he quotes like the the bar from, from Lollipop, right? Bottles in the club, hey, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least in my opinion demons was one of like if we're just talking about like slaps like bangers it was one of the hardest on the project eh, i'm not a drill I mean, guy i acknowledge that it's a good i'm song, not huge on but drill it's either. not to my taste so it, i'm I not huge like on it. drill either but well i mean we'll get to war later i was not hype yeah. on that but but i thought he he rode this well i mean 5e went hard on it Sosa went hard on it i'm not huge on like the sound of like you know 5eo and like pop smoke and guys like that rest in peace but I think they they it's a very distinct style, 
and it goes hard. Like, Why is he saying I look like Katie and Kyrie? That doesn't make no. Any he said sense. Sosa Fivey looking Sosa like Fivey. Katie Sosa and Kyrie because they're, they're both like Brooklyn. drill artists. And and yeah, Brooklyn. Bro, but Katie why Kyrie is that? Why is anyone want to say that they look like Katie and Kyrie? Katie isn't even. You know bro, what he bro, means. Here. You know what he bro, means. Bro, Arvin, come on, bro. They're two elite players, both in Brooklyn. These are two elite drill artists, both I, in Brooklyn. It, they're looking like What is he gonna Kyrie. say? Looking like old Kevin Garnett? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Who is he gonna I'm call Arvin. out? It's weird Show to drop a bar when somebody's not playing. Like that's not weird at all, bro. That's literally not weird at all. For me, it's it's not weird at all. It's not. I was weirded out by it. You dropped a mellow bar at the beginning of this podcast, and yeah, facts, none of bro. them are playing. Honestly, no, I think no, we just established that Arvin's yeah. NBA takes are full of just him throwing shots for no reason. <laughs> no. But Kate, I thought the KD Kyrie line was very clever. Fire. Like they, you finally have two superstars on the Nets. These dudes are from Brooklyn. Granted, like Brooklyn doesn't really fuck New York doesn't fuck with the Nets, yeah. but that about wraps up the album. I mean, oh, this this song was interesting because he alludes to him in the weekend Warrior uh, linking back up, right? OVOXO Link up, Mandem Drink up, Me and the Drillers, Fox and Sticks and Cash and Baca, Gucci P and Gilla, which of all time name drops on this album. I don't know who any of those people are, bro. I had no clue. I wrote down every name drop from this song. Chubbs, Ricky, TZ, Nico, Gigi, Kendall, Broski, J, Pressa, Skull, Cuz, Jamie, Sasha, Hawk, Sticks, Cash, Baca, Gucci, P, and Gilla. And nope, the only one of those people I that I know is Kendall is Kendall Jenner. Let's just hop into ratings. Uh, five yeah. stars. Is it, do we want to do five stars? Out of five stars. I was going out of five of stars. Uh, I, I mean, I'll just double it. I was going 3.5 out of five. So I guess that makes it seven out of 10. I enjoyed it. It's definitely something I'll come back to. A couple misses, which isn't great, but it's there's there's good songs on here. It's not something I'll be listening to far down the road, I don't think, except for the couple songs that I said uh, I yeah. really liked. But it's a good album. For me, I had it like a like a six six and a half, um, just because like I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of songs that like I will be listening to again for sure. But you know, it wasn't super musically diverse. A lot of it was kind of like the same, kind of like old played out Drake tropes. Um, you know, it wasn't very heavy with substance or anything, which I wasn't necessarily expecting because I knew it was kind of some throwaways. But I mean, look, it's got some songs that I jam to for sure and that I will jam to. So I think, you know, six, six and a half, very solid. Um, but, you know, nothing special in his disc- discographical arc or whatever, which we'll touch upon soon. Yeah, for me, it was probably like a five, five and a half. I mean, uh, it's it it's fine. Like I, it's not like I I was like hated listening to it, but I definitely didn't end it and think, wow, this was really an album that uh did pushed anything was real super fun to listen to. Going forward, I mean, we've been pretty clear about where we think this stands in his discography. It's fine, nothing super special, but not bad. But with this sixth album coming out this summer, I said earlier. She blowing me kisses, no 30 degrees, way too cold, so hold me tight Will I see you at the show tonight? Will I see you at the show tonight? Hey Truck to the plane, to the truck Truck to the hotel lobby Me, I go through underground garages